episode episode 38 ap what do you think about that we're moving along man we're almost to the 40 mark being 40 myself uh, that is a a a very important year obviously yeah yeah i mean you know when i hit 40 um because you're closing out on 50 (laughs) i'm uh i'm uh slightly past the 40 mark uh not even near 50 but uh but that's okay you know we're we're uh we're we're trugging along 38 episodes in which is a heck of a long time seven months maybe almost yeah and we got a lot of exciting things coming up. I think in August, though, you know, you're you're going to be going on some vacations. That's right. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna have some uh, kind of vacation episodes where we're gonna be yeah. playing some of our uh, interviews that we've done already that we're gonna play for uh, the audience. Uh, have kind of shorter shows. We hope that's okay. Yeah. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Some really great interviews. Um, but uh, today we're really excited. We've got a great interview. Uh, with an individual named Brian Black who uh, has a really cool story. Can't wait to share that with you. Um, and then we also have a lot of stuff going on in the in the NCAA once again. Yeah, we got some fun stuff with the NCAA and pro sports. Um, but we have we'll get into some of it. But you know the, the NCAA Board of Governors will talk Tuesday, and they're going to decide one of three options, Spencer. Okay. Cancel fall sports altogether, or conduct them in the spring. Okay. Or conduct this fall with limited venues and fewer teams. Okay. So what do you hear there? It's not going to be business as usual. The best case scenario for fall sports is going to be conduct this fall with limited venues and fewer teams. Well, that's what we're seeing with the Power Five already, right? So the Power Five schools are saying, with in regards to football, we are playing conference only. Every, every conference except for the Big 12 has now gone to conference only, more than likely. Big 12 is going to go conference only as well. Oh, 100%. Right? It'll, yeah. But then what does that mean for the greater five schools, for the independent schools? You know, it's 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 kind of crazy to me that those schools are kind of left out in the lurch. And, and the Power Five are like, well, it's just, you know, we're doing our thing. We're going to, we're going to, uh, you know, close ranks a little bit. But tell me, AP, why is it safer for Utah to travel to San Francisco and play Cal? Versus or Ber- Berkeley and play Cal versus driving 45 miles down the road and playing BYU. Why is that safer for the Pac-12 to do? Because Gavin Newsom, bro. Gavin Newsom said it was safer. Okay. Uh, and he's in California. Now, you know, here's the thing. I don't think it has to do necessarily with science. It has to do with limiting the number of games they play. And so they have less exposure. Okay. They're going to Costco 12 times versus 10 times. It's probably safer to go 10 times, right? It, that is probably – plus it's a protection thing. They're thinking we're going to protect our own. I'm doing me. You do you, honey boo boo. Right. So, right? so I guess what, is, but what does that mean for the college playoff then in the fall? Because, or in, you know, in, assuming we even get there, right? Assuming we get there, uh, because you know the 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 committee or whatever is going to choose the best four teams, and if we don't really have a true, you know, intra conference play, at least a little bit non conference play, the the these the the four teams are going to be from power power five schools absolutely and and even if a team like a byu or university central florida or someone like that has an incredible year and let's say they play 10 games and go 10 and 0 and beat everybody by 50 points the committee and the and espn is going to say well they're they're playing they're playing garbage teams and so that we're not we're gonna we're gonna get a pac-12 team that went eight and two over a byu team that goes 10 and 0 because the pac-12 played the pac-12 but yeah. we were we won't have any type of a litmus litmus test for them because they're not playing anybody outside of their conference. Conference could be horrible. Yeah. 
it, well, yeah, and they're going to make adjustments all over the place. I mean, the NCAA is saying they're going to have to make adjustments to who's bowl eligible. Because right now it's six games. you got to win six. And I mean, you can be five and seven and get some sort of waiver, which happened to USC. Right. Uh, Brad Boswell was working at USC's at Purdue now, a good friend of mine. He wrote the waiver to get Georgia Tech in to play USC against Lane Kiffin, and they beat us when they were five and seven. But normally you have to be six and six. Right. Well, there's going to be a lot of teams not sick winning six games because they're only playing eight or nine. Exactly. Right. And so they're going to probably lower that. So maybe it's going to be just you have to be 500, you know, something like that. Maybe you have to go four and four. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the problem, right? So the Pac 12, they play 10 games. Let's say USC goes nine and one. They lose to Oregon at Oregon. And I mean, you got to remember, they, they replaced Alabama and Notre Dame road games with like Washington state, I think at home. And who was the other person? I that think had? that's just it because that, then, then that's it. Day, yeah, yeah that's right. So they lost two major top 10 teams and got Washington state at home. So they're a record. They're, they're just breaking in a new coach, uh, yeah. potentially a new offense. USC could win that game by 28, you know? And so USC could, I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm not as a homer. They could win eight or nine games out of 10. Yeah, easily. And so if you got an eight and two, nine and one USC. Yeah, they don't have BYU on the schedule. Yeah, yeah. So they avoid that L, you know, and they and they're eight and two or nine and one. Do you take them, but let's say BYU goes ten and oh. Right. Or San Diego State or goes ten and oh in yeah. dominant fashion. I guarantee you the eight and two team from the power five is going. Absolutely. No question. Yeah, not even a question. And so this year, the the, the non-Power 5 is getting uh, messed over pretty bad in a lot of respects. They're losing money. They're not getting the high-profile games. They're getting further behind in recruiting. They're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, they're probably not going to even make the New York 6 right now because unless they go maybe 10-0 and in dominant fashion. That's right. Um, they're going to have bowl games because the bowl games, when do they happen, Spence? They happen in Jan or end of December, January. I'm pretty confident coronavirus is going to be pretty well under control in 2021. Okay. And so because of that, we're going to have bowl games. Okay. Well, no. I would love it. But again, <laughs> I, you know, it just, it's just frustrating to me as a, as a, you know, you're, you're, you're the big guy. You're from the big schools. I'm, I, I cheer for the little guy. I'm a man of the people, you know, right? You're, you're a man <laughs> of the man. And, and I, and, and for me being a man of the people, I, I just feel like the greater five teams you know, I mean, it, it is so amazing to me that every year you get a greater five team like a Boise State goes into Florida State and just, you know, just beats them. And they're fun to watch. They're fun to watch. And, and but then that makes the ACC look not that great when then Florida State goes on and beats Virginia and Virginia goes on to, you know, whatever. I think the ratings for the USC BYU football game this year beat like the presidential election. It was it was like the third most watched event of the year. Absolutely. As it should be. Right. But but so you're not going to get those types of games this year. And that's that's only going to benefit the power five schools, in my opinion. And I think that's the goal. Yeah. Right. Because there's an agenda. Some of this stuff. Right. Now, what if they go to this permanently? Does BYU try to get on the Pac-12 train? Uh, they would love it. I think there's a lot of schools, Boise State, San Diego State. <laughs> Pac-16. Yeah. I, I would love it again. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think the schools are going to close ranks. The power five are going to close ranks and you're not going to, and they're not going to allow people on the outside schools on the outside coming in. So then does BYU just end sports? I don't know. I, you know, they're going to join I, the Pac-12. Why would they not be able to join the Pac-12? The good academics, good athletics. That's a question for the Pac-12, my friend. That's a question for the Pac-12. I, I, I'm not going to speculate, but I, that's a question for the Pac-12. I would love it. I would love it if the Pac-12 went to the Pac-16 and added, you know, four schools on the West Coast that would allow them to go to that Pac-16 number. I just don't think it's going to happen. 
What teams would you select if it four more? Would I think BYU so and BYU. Whatever. I think you go BYU. I think you probably go San Diego State because they've got a great basketball program uh, and a pretty good football program. I think you go Boise State, great football program. I mean, you're, you're wanting to add football schools and maybe Fresno State, right? I mean, if you had to choose a team that was on the West Coast that it had that has had some football success. Uh, you know, obviously, it'd be great if they could jump, grab the pack, the Big 12 and grab some of those schools. But about those four schools, I think, would be good fits. But I think there's some fear. Yeah, some fear, I think, with Fresno State of academics, maybe that they're just not quite, you know, at the elite level of Pac-12. Sure. Uh, but 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 they do have good football. But I, th- I think BYU spot on. San Diego State's a great call. Boise State, maybe the academics aren't fully there, but they're a well-known. And, and then I think you got to po- poach someone from Texas. Yeah, Texas Tech or Texas Tech. Like that. Yeah. Bring them in. Put your foot in there. Anyways, we digress, but but the you know we'll figure it out. But right now, yeah, it's BYU's on the outside. The windows and the doors are locked and shut. The the storm's coming, and BYU's on the outside on the street. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm wearing a USC sweatshirt inside, warm. I'm drinking hot cocoa, and I'm looking at you and thinking I should unlock this door and, and let you in. But I look around and there's a couple people in here, and I think, nah, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, you know, we give the Pac-12 is given the salute, and and it's looking ugly. But when the storm passes, BYU is going to get revenge. I feel. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll let everybody know as once the Big 12 announces, which probably ne- be next week, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. But yeah, this is going to be a tough year for Greater Five and Independence for sure. Yeah. Keep your eye out on Tuesday for decisions from the NCAA this Tuesday. All right, uh, coming back. This is AP and Spence, two lawyers talking sports, college sports law. Um, so, uh, interestingly, AP, this week something happened with the NCA that was uh, a bit of a surprise to you, right? So, here's what we know the NCA uh, is now going to allow uniform patches for social justice causes, both on the front and on the back. There's some rules here. On the front, the patch must not exceed two and a quarter inches and may be used as a commemorative memorial patch, names, mascot, nicknames, logos, and marks intended to celebrate or memorialize people, events, or other causes. And on the back, they can have their last names on the back of the jerseys also support the the same thing. So on the back, they can have some type of a saying, uh, names, words, and intended to celebrate or memorialize people, events, or other causes. And then it's up to the school and then also the the conference to decide whether or not what they want to put on their jersey is allowable. So I guess my first question is, you know, trying to let's, you know, trying to avoid any political discussion because that's not what this is about. But what do you do with a, with a student athlete who wants to put a social justice thing on the back of their uniform or on the front of their uniform? You know, how, do, how, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, going back to the basic rules is, you know, the NCAA has been pretty strict. I mean, I'm wearing a jersey right now where you can see like a Nike swoosh, small emblem for the school, a few basic things. It's just like the NFL or the NBA. The jerseys are really protected on what can and can't go on during competition. There's NCAA rules on that. Um, so they're going to allow this. So that that's good. I mean, great. You know, so you're going to allow some social uh, justice. What I don't like about this kind of idea personally is your so now the school and the conference has to ask, act as a mediator of a message going that a kid chooses to put on 
Right. I just think that's a dangerous road, right? It's either kind of all or nothing. You either then can allow them to kind of put whatever they want, as long as it's not like a call to violence or just a straight up curse word, you know, right. uh, you know, something like that. But otherwise, how is the school going to say certain things are okay, certain things aren't okay? And I think it's just going to, it's going to get messy. And the school's going to open itself up for some messy stuff where they're going to say no to somebody, say yes to somebody else. There's going to be some problems. Um, you know, some part of me thinks it's just like, yeah, you can have all these, but I don't, I'm not really sure why it needs to be just on your game uniform. Why not have a practice shirt or some practice stuff that you wear before and you can take it off, you know, or, or, you know, you can do some of this on your own social media page or things like that as a team. But it's going to be interesting. But I mean, I, on our podcast, I always like just talking about all the different angles just for fun because we like just bantering about things, yeah, right? Right. And asking all the questions. And so, you know, uh, and you and I don't take sides on any of it. It's just we're just talking, right? And so, but like, let's say, uh, you know, I mean, just hypothetically speaking, um, how do you think a school or conference might react if someone said, well, I want to, I want to patch this as defund the police. Right. That's a social, I mean, you could call that a social justice. Right. Right. And, and, and no matter your thoughts on it, let's say a school goes, well, eh, I, you know, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Let's put something else. Now, now the school's acting as a moderator of speech. Right. Could that be a problem, Spence? What do you think? Abs- absolutely. Because here's, here's the problem. A lot of these schools that we're talking about are state funded schools. You know, it, like the Pac-12, for example, they've got a couple of private institutions, Stanford and USC, but the bulk of the other schools are state-funded schools. There's a connection, UCLA, Arizona State, Arizona. These are state-funded schools, which, which have state protection. And if, and, if they're, and if they're moderating what is being said on the back of these kids' uniforms, I mean, that, that automatically is going to lead to some problems. And I think potentially some, some lawsuits down the line. If a kid says, you know, a kid's going to Arizona State and says, and he wants to put on the back of his uniform, Trump 2020. And, and he says, well, I'm just putting this on as a social justice thing or Biden 2020 or whatever. It's just a social justice move. That's all that this right. is. Right. And if the school says, oh, we want to leave politics. We want to leave politics. Well, hey, that's, but you're allowing this other young man to put another player on the team to put defund the police or whatever else. I mean, it seems to me like, you know, if you're, if they're saying that's a political versus social movement, well, you could say, uh, you know, someone could put on the back of their Jersey, make American great again, you know, which is a Trump, which is a Trump saying, right? So you, what, what happens with, uh, with that type of a player? What if somebody approached that I want to build the wall? Right, exactly. I, I mean, that, that, I'm not that, trying to be offensive here. I'm just, I'm just, we're thinking in hypotheticals. Right, exactly. Because that's all that this is, right? Because we don't know what this is going to be. But it seems to me, now I watched the NBA last night. Uh, it was fun to watch the NBA, of course. Watched a great game, Clippers, Lakers. Uh, Lakers went in a last second shot. Fun game. On the back of a lot of the players' jerseys, what were some social justice type things? What kind of things were you seeing? Things like enough, I can't breathe, I am a man. You know, some social justice type statements that were consistent with kind of what's going on in the world today, right? And there wasn't anything that was offensive. There wasn't anybody that had anything like defund the police or anything like that. It was all statements related to social equality. justice, equality, and, you know, Black Lives Matter type uh, statements, which which seemed, which were fine. I mean, they were, they were allowed, but this is professional sports, well, very different in my mind. Yeah, and why do you think they're different, in your opinion? Yeah, because they're, they're first of all they're professional athletes, so they're they're being paid uh, to 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 play. They're not part of a state funded organization, 
right? So you're not going to, uh, I, I don't think that you, you're in a situation with a private institution, a private NBA team. They can allow whatever social statements they want to have. But when you have a state-funded school, you're going to run it. You're going to run into problems, and I, I just think that the NCAA isn't really hasn't really thought this through. Yeah, I agree. I mean, because imagine somebody at UCLA, and five kids say, "I want um, Black Lives Matter on my on my jersey." Right. School says, "Yeah, absolutely, yep. of course, no problem." You know, put it on there. One kid disagrees. He says, "You know, I'm not really. I get offended by that, and I want All Lives Matter on my shirt." Right. And what's the school going to do? Are they going to say, well, hey, no, no, that, that, that's contrary to another. Are they going to make a judgment call of which right. one is more is, is important, which one's social, which one's not? Or then are they going to allow both of them? And then you have infighting. You got team going, team. You, you put all lives matter. What are, you t- what are you doing, man? This is about blacks. How are you? That's a racist thing to put on there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying it, we're already at a, at, a, at a heightened alert right now. And, and, and things are tough out there. And, and I don't know, like part of me thinks there's, there's a, this is one of those like good initiative, bad judgment kind of ideas. Like, like it, great idea. We want people to be able to share social justice. Of course. Absolutely. We're not saying we're not, but in, they're envisioning probably is people going to put that equality, love everyone, um, peace, love, justice, you know, things like that. But I guarantee you there's going to be some that aren't going to put all that. They're going to want different things. Yeah, well, I just I, just hearing you talk about that reminded me of the Mike Gundy situation a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. right? So Mike Gundy, coach of Oklahoma State, we talked about it on the podcast. Uh, he wore an OAN, which is, I guess, is a conservative television show, a television network or show. I don't I don't know. But that, and that has that his his uh, his running back got really upset at him for wearing this shirt, saying that this is a racist network. And the running back said, I'm not playing for, I'm not playing for Mike Gundy, you know, because he wore this shirt, you know, so what, so what do you do with a, what do you do with a kid who says, I want to put OAN on the back of my Jersey. It, like you said, that could lead to infighting. That could lead to a problem between two different factions of the team. Yeah. Because yeah. So OAN, by the way, if people don't know, it's one American news network or also known as one American news. And it is a far right cable channel. Um, and, but that's what it is. It's a, it's a right-sided cable channel. Right. And, you know, recently we just saw in the, in the pros, remember all the baseball players took a knee. One person didn't, he said, I, you know, I only need, I'm a Christian. I only need for God. And so I, I, you know, and I disagree with some of the things and so I'm standing. So you're never going to have hundred percent unity on anything. You're just not. I mean, look at our society. You're, you're, there's no way you're going to find anybody agreeing 100% with everything. You're just not. And so you're opening up Pandora's box. And so you're going to almost take that Facebook battle that's going on right now on social media to the jerseys, to the individuals. Right, right. I mean, imagine if you were on a, on a team right now, and let's say you had your personal views, right? And then somebody put something just the opposite of your view on their shirt. And you thought, man, that wow, that's annoying. I didn't know that person felt that way. I, I feel just the opposite. And maybe there's a little like tension now. I, I don't know. You're not, you're bigger than that. I, I am. But you know what I mean? Like there's going to be some people that aren't. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I, it's funny. I, you, as you were saying that, I had a vision in my head of, of a guy who's the quarterback going up to the center on a football team and the set on the back of the center's jersey is some statement that the quarterback doesn't agree with. Right. And so, you know, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's going to lead, it's going to lead to, 
to problems because there's going to be kids who are not going to agree with whatever whatever the bulk of the school or what the bulk of the team is going to say and going to want to put something different on the back of their jersey. And maybe in that instance, maybe they just put their own last name and stay silent. But then that kind of defeats the purpose, right? If this is supposed to be equality and allowing each everybody to make their own statement, then, you know, what do you do with the kid who wants to put, um, you know, long live Dixie or something like something super offensive that they want to do that. You know, it seems to me like the NCA would say, we're not going to allow that, but we are going to allow something else. Yeah. And that's it, where, that's where your problems, right? Cause somebody says, you know, uh, yeah. OAN network Trump 2020, something very right wing, right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah. Confederate flag. How far do you take it? You know, um, blue lives matter. All lives matter. There's, there's a lot of them. I could go on and on. I mean, someone uh, says, I, I want to put, I'm pro-life on the back of my pro-life. I'm or I'm pro-choice on the back of my yeah, pro-choice. And there's so many different things that can be extremely divisive, and it's not all going to be fun-loving, and not everybody's going to agree. And so I just think it's so, it's such a tough subject in our world right now, where people are. I mean, they're fighting about it in the streets. There's riots. There's protests. There's uh, there's political debates. We have a very divided society. You know, we don't want to chill speech because of that. But I just think the schools are going to get themselves in a situation where they're moderating things that they thought was going to be easy that's going to get messy. And you're probably going to then have a few people that maybe want to put something that maybe not everybody will agree with. And they're going to maybe decide not to do it. But then they're they're not experiencing that same. Everybody on the team has, you know, Black Lives Matter or whatever on the back of their school on the jersey, except for five players who just have their last names. Right. Yeah. Well, right, but then is the, the yeah, then and is the assumption then the person that didn't put out a Black Lives Matter they don't care, right? Why didn't you put Black Lives Matter? Like, oh no, I, I totally agree. I, I just thought I'd have my own name this year. I'm sorry. Oh, you don't support the cause? No, I, no, I absolutely do. I'm sorry. I, right, and so then I don't know. I, maybe we're belaboring the point, but the, the takeaway I have is there's going to be more problems than good. There's a slippery slope. It's going to be messy, and it could lead to lawsuits yeah, to these right. uh, like UCLA, Arizona State, these kind of schools. I wouldn't have done it. I would have just been like, you can have your political views. You don't have to have your political views um, and social justice views everywhere. You just don't. I mean, you know, um, they're good to have. Everybody has a right to have sure. them. But I don't think every part of our life needs to include it. Uh, but, you know, that's what the NCAA has decided to do. So we're well, going to see how this shakes out. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. It'll be interesting to see, you know, A, if we even have a season, but B, how this all plays out. All right, what does that sound mean, Aaron? It means we have a caller. That's right. And this caller, as, as it always has been, is brought to us by Welch, Brune & Green. Welch, Brune & Green is a law firm and based in Portland, Oregon. We specialize in workers' comp, personal injury, social security disability, and what else? Collegiate sports law. Basically, we do consulting services for schools, for student-athletes, for parents, administrators. Basically, anything a compliance office could do, we could do. Give us a call, and we'll help you out. So how do they get in contact with you? 503-221-0870. That's our law firm phone number. Give us a call. Ask for Aaron or Spencer. You can also email us at collegesportsattorneys at gmail.com. Or lastly, you can go to our website, www.wbgatty.com, and all of our information is on there. Give us a call. You won't regret it. Yep. Yeah. All right, here we are. We're going to the phones. Who do we have on the phone today, Brent? 
or Aaron. <laughs> well, hey, and you foreshadowed it. I, I like that. Yeah, we have Brian Black, like the color. Brian Black. And <laughs> how do you know? How do we know Brian Black? Okay, so Brian, uh, Brian is one of our Twitter followers, right? So, uh, and he posted a picture, sent us a video, a picture of him wearing a Rutgers jersey and a Yale jersey because he saw in our picture. Uh, on our podcast that we have a Rutgers and a Yale shirt. And he said, did you guys go to these two schools? And I said, well, no, we, we just got those shirts and I collect college t-shirts. And then he showed me his impressive collection of jerseys and I had to find the backstory. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to talk to him and find out. And I see Spencer, you're wearing a Jersey today. That's right. BYU. A BYU jersey with no name on the back. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because the name right here, the BYU is who we play for. Yeah, exactly. The, the Y. That's right. Yeah. I like how it doesn't say BYU. Why is it just Y? Like how did we're I... just the Y, dude. That's what we are. Is that? Is that? Did you guys copy from Yale? We did not. We were before Yale. Actually. Before. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Well, why don't we get to our guest, uh, Brian Black, and uh, let's get into it. Brian. How are you doing, sir? Doing good. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Now, I understand that you've got uh, – well, first, before we get into your impressive collection there, why don't you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, your background, where you grew up, uh, what you're doing, that sort of thing. So I I was born in Texas and then grew up in uh, Oregon ever since 89 and then uh, went to the University of Oregon, was there for uh, in the middle of the 2000s and graduated in 2008 and um, have just kind of – through the years, uh, tried to be as, uh, as kind to people as possible. And, uh, uh, you know, after college had some crazy stuff, uh, start happening. So, uh, yeah, yeah it was pretty nuts. Yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on. Cause we, we love your story. Right. So, right. So tell us a little bit about kind of health wise, what happened and, uh, kind of what led to where you are right now. So, um, in 2008, I started to experience what are called auras, which are actually partial seizures. And I didn't know this at the time. So I lost my ability to process language and math. And that would happen periodically. Um, but I didn't really think much about it. I just thought maybe, I don't know, something I ate or something. But then in 2012, back in 2012, I had a significant tonic-clonic seizure. And um, those what some folks refer to those as grand mal seizures, grand mal seizures. And so um, it continuously or continually progressed to get worse to graduate from there. So um, to the point where I you know, was in the hospital numerous times, I had two, two brain surgeries uh, in August, 2018. Uh, and so I was always a college basketball fan. And so one of my dreams was to travel all over the country and uh, get a, a basketball jersey from all 350 plus teams uh, that there were. So not being able to drive dashed my hopes of uh, of that. And um, so yeah, it was. It had been a pretty crazy ride. Um, uh, you know, a lot of despair at times, uh, especially as I got into the mid 2010s and things just became uh, a lot, a lot more difficult uh, in terms of just being able to be independent and stuff. So, so yeah, that was, that was the hardest part, I think, for me. But then something, you, you decided to start getting these jerseys, right? Collecting these mm-hmm. jerseys. So, right. so tell me what led to you deciding to, you know, 
start getting these jerseys? And then how did you go about getting them all? So I, one thing I had seen is just, you know, occasionally through the years, you, I had seen guys that were folks that would wear, you know, college basketball jerseys at times. And I was like, you know, like I said, it would be really cool to, to get, to get that. And so once my dream of, of being able to drive anymore is, is dashed, basically is gone. So I, I began to kind of go into this despair sort of, uh, state mentally. And so, you know, going through uh, a divorce at the time, uh, and, and, you know, uh, yeah, not being able to see my kids as often, uh, it just, you know, combined with all of the stuff I was dealing with and the seizures worsening, um, my, I just, I, in dis- desperation, just reached out to, to the schools individually. I wrote individual emails to as many, uh, SIDs, uh, and, and athletic directors, coaches, et cetera, that I could. Uh, individually and uh i never expected like much of a response i figured maybe i'd get a t-shirt or something and and uh you know all of a sudden i got one from eastern washington and then one from north carolina state and one from rutgers and ohio state and then it just kept snowballing from there and so i was like okay this this is really turning kind of everything around for for me and so i then said to myself okay i'm gonna find a way to thank uh these schools in a really unique way because the people that came from these schools by and large helped probably helped save my life by doing research on my brain as well as uh putting this implant in on my brain back in 2018 from those two surgeries and so these Folks that come from these schools, this is this is my way of thanking and showing my gratitude. So, uh, up to two hundred and fifty-seven now. I just got Navy uh, a few days ago. So all three service academies now. Of course, very. And of course, Aaron knows the 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 nickname for Navy, correct? Absolutely, because my dad is a Navy uh, vet, and so I know that they're the Rams. That's yeah. And uh, yeah, my dad was in the Navy, and uh, but I, you know, I would say that they're probably more the Fighting Rams. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 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 there's one thing that that's I know you said 257. Of course, Oregon probably represents 247 of those because they have so many different. <laughs> so yeah, I am a. That is, that is true, and I, they were close to the. I think they were like a ninetieth some odd jersey that I have. I don't remember the exact number, but um, it may have been in the sixties. That's what's great is they all run together. There were certain times where I would, uh, at, at kind of the height of this, I would get like eight to ten jerseys in a day at a couple of points. Wow. It was insane. That what's your uh, what's your favorite jersey? The the, the... Um, I mean. Um, obviously, I've, you know, since I'm a Duck fan, my alma mater one is awesome. But if I'm if I'm picking one that's not Oregon, boy, my Utah one is really gorgeous. Um, I, obviously, it's the ones that fit me I wear more often, and so those are the ones that I I really that just make my jaw drop. This the Michigan State one that I have here and the Michigan one, both are just 
amazing official jerseys that were game worn by somebody. I think. So, yeah, I think I think, um, I think Spencer's going to be right back. He had to run to the restroom. He's feeling really sick right now when he said I'm, yeah, I'm not a Utah fan, but it's cool, Brian. We can still be friends. Yeah. Do you, and you and <laughs> I, I do have a BYU jersey too. It's a little small on me. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's cool. I'm but so guy. you could say that's probably your favorite one to look at. You just can't wear it as often. Right. <laughs> and they sent me the old school uh, throwback one too. So nice, nice, beautiful, beautiful shirt. That's awesome. Yeah. So, oh, do you have a favorite? Oh, you said that you have. A, do you have a shirt? Do you have a jersey that you are still that you are hoping for that you're still that you're still wanting? Um, probably, probably North Carolina or Villanova, maybe Gonzaga. One of those. Uh, those two blue bloods, especially North Carolina and Villanova, uh, I think would be the two right there at the top. Um, you know, obviously ones like Syracuse and such down the list would be great too. Uh, filling out the Pac-12, I still have uh, Colorado, Arizona State, and Stanford uh, yet to get, but I have all the other uh, the other nine. So, um, yeah, yeah, I would say probably North Carolina or Villanova would be the ones that I would really, really. Aaron, you have a connection uh, yeah. at Villanova, don't you? Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Mark Jackson's the athletic director of Villanova. And I, nice. Yeah, I used to work with him at USC. He worked in the football mm-hmm. department. Mm-hmm. Self-made man. He started off as like a, a director of ops for Pete Carroll and just worked his way all the way up. Now he's the athletic director of Villanova. Wow. So, uh, yeah, Mark, if you're listening, man, let's let's get this guy a jersey. I mean, let's, <laughs> Make it happen. Man. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. He needs the Villanova. Arizona State guys are listening. You guys uh, hook it up as well. And, uh, well, you know, I was wondering, do you, does, have you ever had any of them autographed? I mean, do you go that far? Or do you like them clean? Like, no, I'm going to wear these. Get your pen off my jersey. My one jersey that I have had signed was from Montana State. And it was actually one of the early ones I got. It was uh, one of my fraternity brothers was actually um, friends with, um, I believe, one of the assistant coaches at Montana State at the time. This was back in 2017. And all of their players and their coaching staff signed that jersey. Um, I've gotten jers- or excuse me, p- uh, pictures of coaches that have signed their jersey uh, or that have signed the picture. For example, um, John Calipari from Kentucky sent me a picture of him signed. And then also Shocker Smart, uh, Texas, he uh, sent me a signed picture. Um, I have got a Kentucky jersey from someone else, um, but I still don't have a Texas uh, UT jersey yet. Oh, was the Shaka Smart a VCU one when he was at VCU? So the Shaka Smart one was Texas, but he just sent me a picture. Oh, he didn't. Oh, he didn't send you the jersey. He, well, come on, Shaka, get him a yeah. get him a yeah. jersey here. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, Texas has said that they've uh, they don't send out jerseys for charitable donations, and some of the schools have policies on that. So. I think in Texas is a, is a school that's easy enough to like one day buy a jersey or you know a, a yeah. replica jersey. And Navy, I have to I have to correct you, Aaron. <laughs> Earlier you said Navy Rams. That's their mascot. Their nickname is the Midshipmen. Oh well, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I know them as the Rams. I think of them as Rams because I'm a mascot guy. I was a mascot once. Yeah. Just so when the, I hear mascot or nickname, I okay. think mascot. Okay. So I need to be cl- <laughs> I need to be clearer to say nickname. Okay. So fair enough. Fair right. Okay. So what's the what's uh, so ask the question again and I'll answer it. Correctly. So what's the what's Navy's nickname? Aaron. Fighting Rams. No, the, the midshipmen. <laughs> we just said it. 
All right. Mitchum. No, but hey, I, you know, I was wondering one thing for Brian. Brian, what's your favorite duck jersey? Because they have gold and black and feathers and silver and green. And do you have one that's like that? That's the one I like the best. I love the I love the yellow ones that say "Fighting Ducks" on them. I don't know. I always loved that one, that bright yellow one uh, from. I don't know if they still wear it as often, but. Uh, they wore it a bunch back in like 2017 when Dylan Brooks was uh, with U of O. I really always, I always really liked that. Do you, I mean, do you have jerseys that you wear on certain occasions? Like, you know, I know Spencer, when he goes on date night, he'll wear his BYU jersey, <laughs> BYU uh, jersey. the white one, yeah, not blue. Right. No. You're not going to wear blue. No, white. The yeah. wife likes the white one. Yeah, exactly. Where, where, you know, or if you're just going out to, you're going to mow the lawn, maybe you're going to wear something different. Everybody has different things. Do you have like certain uh, occasions where you're aware of certain things or does it not matter? You're like, I don't care. I'm throwing them on. I just like pick one sometimes. I'll just like be like, hmm, I'll just throw on like Weber State. That's what I have on right now. So <laughs> oh, nice. Go, go Wildcats. Yeah, go Damian Lillard. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I got I got them on right now, and then you know tomorrow I don't know maybe I'll put on like Lehigh or something like that or oh, CJ McCollum. Uh, That's right. The Murray State the next day. I just kind of winged now on the fourth on the fourth of July two days ago I wore American University. Yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Now I heard now I heard that you burned the Beavers jersey. And is that right? Is that was that you? Um, <laughs> I it does feel a bit like um silver on a vampire when i put it on i will say um so it kind of feels like it burns me when i put it on i guess is a uh uh, a way to say it but now in all seriousness it was awesome uh they're uh, one of their uh, outgoing assistants uh sent that to me back in uh 2018 so yeah no i'll I have uh, Washington as well, too, so kind of a similar situation there. <laughs> so, Brian, I want to ask you a question here. So, you know, you've been you've been doing this collection here for a couple of years. You've got an incredible collection. How has mm-hmm. that how has that helped you face your difficulties, and how has that helped you like teach your kids about facing difficulties and stuff like that? Like, like, so what has that done for right. you? Oh, so I mean, like, like, what's cool is my kids. Are getting old, just old enough now to where they kind of they understand what's happening to me. Um, I've got a seven-year-old girl and twin five-year-old boys, and so um, yeah, they're just now kind of really understanding what my brain struggles with. And so, one cool thing about sports in general, but especially college basketball, is I get really like anxious and nervous about stuff a lot, and that can lead to seizures. But for whatever reason, when I watch sports, especially college basketball, I have a connection to it that kind of calms a lot of that down. And so I just have this focus, this intense sort of focus on the sport. And as a result, I have fewer seizures, or at least I certainly notice that I have fewer seizures during when I'm watching a lot more college basketball and a lot of sports. Like I've had a lot more seizures during the last a couple of months that I had before then. And I definitely noticed that. 
That, that's awesome. See, that's the power of sports, Aaron. Yeah. First of all, thank you for sharing that with us. So this is yeah. AP, this is AP and Spence. We're two lawyers talking college sports, sports in general, and we got Brian mm-hmm. Black, black like the color, or black like Spencer Soul. And <laughs> first of all, Brian, I mean, thank you for sharing that story, man. That, that's that's brave of you to, to first mm-hmm. of all share sure. that. I'm so sorry you've had to go through this. Um, but people go through different challenges for different reasons and, and they can touch other people. It's amazing where somebody might hear this story and they're going through something hard and they may think, gosh, you know, maybe what I'm going through isn't, isn't that bad. And maybe I can get through this too. And, and um, are there certain uh, things I can use in my life to get me through tough times too? And I hadn't thought about that. And he's using basketball and maybe I can use something, right. you know, and, and, uh, and someone can just hear that word and it can change them, make them feel better. And maybe that's a, a big mm-hmm. reason for you kind of using something negative in a positive way to help other people. So that's really cool. So uh, first of all, yeah, just really sorry you went through, you're going through all of this, but uh, I'm glad that you're sharing your story. Um, and it sounds like we got to get you some more jerseys. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's help them out here. Yeah. Let's see what we can do. And um, you know, what, what do you, what's your, what are your thoughts? If you don't mind me asking before we let you go here, I really appreciate your time jumping on the change in the name of civil war. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, it's going to be kind of like the Red River shootout with Texas and Oklahoma. Nobody colloquially is going to stop calling it Civil War. It'll just be one of those things where in TV or the media, they'll call it like the Platypus Bowl or something like that. But all of us are just going to still call it the Civil War for decades. You don't like like the Platy if they started calling it the Platy? The Platy? Yeah, Yeah, if it... If, if if they wanted to do it, if they wanted to call it the platy, that'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, and again, I, like I said, we're all going to call it the Civil War for years and years and years because we're so we're used to calling it. But um, yeah, like I said, the Red River Shootout is another example where like basically no one in regular usage either calls it the Red River Showdown. <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. and and brian I, I you're an expert in this area i know on COVID 19 is football gonna go this fall college football what do you think i think it will more than likely the thing i think it'll be pushed to spring at first for the games for example uh that oregon would play versus say north dakota state ohio state and hawaii are gone i don't think they'll happen um, which is probably for the best because I was not looking forward to Oregon playing uh, North Dakota State. There wasn't a whole lot of upside to that game. Um, well, that's and, right. I know, thought I had Oregon for money. a loss right there. Oh, hey, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. If you lose that game, the season's over. And then we have Ohio State, you know, the week after that. You know, in Hawaii, it's not like the easiest pushover. Like, honestly, the start of the season was going to be pretty rough. So breaking in a new offensive line, a new quarterback. So what I think you'll see is I think you'll see conferences do conference-only schedules with a bunch of regional opponents, and most likely I think it would happen in the spring. So that's going to be real weird if we get into the fall and we don't have any football at all. Yeah, or, <laughs> or get into October, November and have no college basketball. I mean, that, that to me, yeah. see, I'm, I'm more of a college basketball fan than a college football right. fan. Because I, you exactly. know, and so for me, that I'm like you. I would, I would really struggle if college basketball doesn't come back in the in the fall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it would be in danger of having the tournament and conference tournament for the most part canceled two years in a row. If that happens. Yeah, and that'd be devastating financially. If if football gets being completely wiped out and basketball, I mean. I got to think that the next season of any of those sports would be the most wide open in history 
because there have been so long since any of those players would have played. Right. Yeah, you might have to sell all of your jerseys, all 257. <laughs> <laughs> Give the money to Oregon to keep them going. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Brian, first of all, thank you so much for jumping on this podcast. Um, sure. And, uh, Spencer, any parting thoughts, which which such a cool story, really. Yeah, really. A hard story, but. Really, Brian, I, I really, I'm really impressed with your just resolve and and your collection. I, I collect college t-shirts myself. I don't have, I have a few jerseys, but, but, and I, and I, I don't have 257. I'll tell you that. Uh, but, you got a but, heck of a lot more than that. I have, <laughs> I have less than that, but I, but I think that's just really cool. And I'm really impressed with just your attitude and your willingness to just kind of press forward in, in the face of difficult circumstances. And I think your kids are going to grow up seeing that, which I think is going to be really powerful and really meaningful for them. So, so good on you and, and keep it going and we'll do everything we can to help you uh, get, get some more jerseys here. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Really. Ab- absolutely, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, keep in touch and we'll talk soon. All right. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye, Bye man. Bye. All right. Well, that was a spectacular conversation with Brian Black. Um, really inspirational story. I, I, you know, being someone who uh, collects college T-shirts, I'm really impressed with his T-shirt or with his jersey collection, number one. But even more impressive to me is, is the reason why he's doing it and, and what, what he, the message he's trying to give to his kids. Yeah. You know, he, he's going through a, a brutal time. Uh, obviously in life and he's a strong guy. He's trying to use sports and is a positive and he's trying to help others and he's inspiring and he inspires me and some of the problems I have, this puts it in perspective, you know, totally. and, and uh, you know, we just want nothing but the best for him. We really appreciate him coming onto the podcast and just hearing the story. I think sometimes having stories like that, they're hard stories, but feel good stories. Uh, it's just important in our life to understand sports is, is fun. It's about connecting. And, and I hope, people can be happy and, and realize there's worse things out there. Absolutely. But like you said, I mean, this guy's goal in his life before he got, had this issue was he wanted to drive around and see all of these stadiums, all of these uh, arenas. And he wanted to see these teams play. And now that he can't do that, he's still using sports to help. You heard him say, watching basketball, college basketball games makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. right sports can do that that's the great thing about sports is it is it is it can be a release it can be a situation where you're watching a game or you're following a game on your phone and yeah, and, yeah. and it can be exciting it can give you that little rush and and gosh uh, you know it's not having sports the last four months for me has been really hard uh, i know for you it's been the same yeah it has i mean it's it's part of our lives it's what we do and and it's funny how people might that aren't sports fans might say something like oh it's just for fun it's just Hey, look! What Netflix show are you totally into? What podcast are you totally into? What right. what entertainment do you do? Hopefully this podcast. Yeah, right. Hopefully this one. You know what I mean? But everybody has their thing. I like building cars. I like working out. I like you could poo poo all of those things in life, and so not important, not important, not important. But it is important. It, uh, sports is live drama, like like you couldn't script, right? I mean, it's not fake. Reality it's, TV. Yeah, it's reality TV. It's a lot of fun. It brings people together. I grew up playing it. You know, I hope my daughters play some sports and. And I like talking about it. And I like doing all of all the things with it. And sure. so uh, Brian Black was a great example of the good that can come from sports. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we, there's 30 seconds left. The Blazers are playing the Grizzlies right now. And, and the Blazers are up by two. What, what do you think happens? Do you think Blazers win the game? I think Blazers pull it out. And they're going to go 7-1 and one in these eight games. 
Meet the Lakers, beat the Lakers. All right, let's see what happens. They're stacked, baby. All right, go Blazers, and uh, we hope everybody has a great weekend, and um, uh, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. See ya.